1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com, get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. At Oasis Bar and Grill, they have everything a Las Vegas local is looking for. Great gaming options combined with excellent food and drink. It's a winning parlay. Visit Oasis' two locations at 4955 Decatur, just south of Tropicana, and 3003 North Rainbow near Cheyenne. Oasis Bar and Grill is home of the $100,000 jackpot. Become an Oasis Players Club member and you're in action with generous gaming promotions, including cash, that reward loyal players. Oasis has three daily happy hours featuring five times points and a 24-hour kitchen that has it all. From breakfast, fantastic finger foods, all the way up the dining ladder to surf and turf. There's also a spacious banquet room available for special parties. What more could a local ask for? Friendly staff, fantastic food and drink, and generous gaming promotions that reward loyal players. Stop by Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 Decatur near Trop and 3003 North Rainbow near Cheyenne. All right, folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Always invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. 
And you can get hold of the boys at 800-209-1679. Lots on the docket. The NBA racing towards the final there. We know the participants in the Stanley Cup final. Tons of baseball. OTAs in football. Regular season totals are up. We've got week one NFL lines. College football information is going to be rolling out. we got golf. you got soccer. There's a ton to talk about. So without further ado, let's see what's shaking with John and Mike as we head east. Hello, boys. Post-Preakness, what's new? So th- let me ask you a question. Like, well, just act like we're not on the air. Well, well, that could, be, well that could how, be dangerous. <laughs> did you realize how fast and deep my reach was? You got people walking up to you uh, pre-radio. Yeah, well, Thanks. I got news for you. You're you're lucky your pal's still breathing. <laughs> he said that he kind of he said he kind of caught you off guard. Guy comes, in, he's a nice guy, he's a great guy. I'm I'm sitting. He comes up from behind, hits me on the back. Hey, I I literally, if I had a baseball bat, he'd have been on the ground. He just texted me. He's listening in the car. I, right I, now. Troy, Troy is a nice guy, and had a nice. Once once I went and got got paddles and jump started my heart again. I talked to him for he was a he's a wonderful guy. He's a hockey if, if, freak like you. Great. Well, Troy, if you're listening, don't do that to people. Oh man, this well, is Brian, hilarious. Brian, I got. I only have one request or, or question. But did you actually hit any big money? Uh, well, I had Owendale, and no, the answer is no. But uh, the, the, and the the amazing thing is on the Preakness in that race, jockeys no, are talking about thirty minutes ago. Oh, he, we don't know if we don't know what he was doing at the casino. We just know he bumped into him at the casino. My, my, but but the funny part was is that you know it goes back to what I love about this business that it is a small network of people, all usually you know at certain. We don't need to discuss where, what location where you are. We're not giving any free marketing to any any books or whatever. But it's just funny because the sharps kind of they kind of like hang in the same spots. I'll just leave it at that. You know, as opposed to stripping and being in the mainstream where all the tourists are there you know people oh no it's it's like like, well the other side of the counter is a fraternity and the funny thing is like in in that vein there are a handful of events um you know they don't really do the super book seminar anymore but they have the super contest deal and uh they have the golf tournament now uh, that jay cornegay puts on and, you know, at the beginning of football season, although they're already taking entries for the Super Contest, it's earlier and earlier every year. But it's funny. I mean, you, there are a select few events where everybody kind of huddles up at the same venue at the same time. And then you see them, and then everybody runs away and, and goes their separate way, and then you see them again a year later. Right, right, exactly. But, it, you know, it's big, it's funny as... As big as Vegas is, from a tourist point of view, the people that don't frequent there, you know, it's funny. Like you said, every time I go and I go to the same spots and, you know, I bump into the same people and you pretty much everybody has, you know, some people go to their office every day, 9 to 5, and I'm, we're not, no hating on that. People got to do it. And other people, you know, they might go to the casino every day and run their business out of there because, you know, whether they got an edge at the blackjack table or in the sports book. So it, it's it's highly likely that you're going to run. And, again, if you guys are listening out there, you want to be that guy that is running in because you have an edge, not running in just because you're – you're looking to have some fun because I always say, and I've said this year for years and years and years, you know, everybody, if a hundred people wager on football, 70 people wager on basketball, 
and in the years past, 20 people wager on baseball. And, it, you know, again, when it's a Saturday or, or Wednesday morning in in May, and you and you you you're rubbing shoulders with sharps at the window. Obviously, there's nothing big going on in the world other than the fact that there's a market. There's a market seven days a week. There's always money to be made. It doesn't matter whether it's the hockey. By the way, how are the uh, just to do a, a tangent off to that? The, play, the since hockey is you know your sport, my man's sport. How is the the playoffs treating you? Yeah, okay, I'll tell you, man, it's it's a it's a wild time. I got to be honest with you, I missed I missed most of that. Something came up in studio, so. <laughs> oh, oh, I was just asking, how's the playoffs been treating you? Oh, everything's everything's been good. The NHL, the NHL specifically, not the NBA. I mean, are are you surprised at where you're at in the Stanley Cup? No, I love. I think I, I, no, St. Louis. Um, is peaking at the right time. I I could draw a weird parallel to. The playoff series from last year, uh, the final, where Vegas had all this time off before the final, and then Vegas was not what they were. And I, I think the layoff could hurt Boston. I really do. And St. Louis is playing at a really high level right now. I, I On paper, it's a great series. Right. I mean, you know, and, and from a betting point of view, is there a lot of in-game action in from the way your style, the way you play in the NHL, splitting up the periods. I know you're a first period guy, but for people out there listening, is there more? Is there? Have you moved into the in-game live wagering, or is it simply first period in game? No, it's it's been, I've stayed status quo on it. I mean, uh, the, there are opportunities in, in the and actually the the in-game aspect of it because you're seeing you know teams pull the goalie with three, four, five minutes to go sometimes. Um, so yeah, there are opportunities in there. Uh, but it's funny, like you, you know, you look at this series coming up. Uh, I do think it's going to be a completely different style of series. I think these teams kind of mirror one another. We've seen higher scoring games in the playoffs. I think this is going to this. We're going to turn the clock back here. I'll just I'll throw that out to you. I, I think these are going to be uh, good goaltending, uh, defense, and special teams. I, I think these two teams kind of mirror one another. Yeah, and regarding the, the, the Warriors, let's just talk about the Warriors. Spread, no spread, just how is unstoppable is this team that no matter how much they're down, you can in-game live wager them, you can second-half bet them. It reminds me of your Florida State analogy. and I mean, it's just amazing. Like, I'm rooting for the Warriors to be down so I can take advantage of them coming back and winning the game. It, it, you can almost set your clock to it. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it, it shakes out when uh, when we get to the final. But, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. I mean, I, I was at the grocery store, and I literally hear the guy stocking the shelves going, I can't believe they let them go into their house and do that to them. It's like you figured, you figured Portland would grab a game. Um, and then, you know, a lot of sharp money. One of the guys, you've had him on the show, David Miller, respected. He had his biggest bet of the playoffs so far was actually, uh, Mike, it was Toronto last night, right? Right. Um, and, again, you know, I was people that purchased his information, they were given Toronto. And, you know, that home game aspect is usually strong unless the Warriors aren't involved. But I will say there was a lot of hesitance. A lot of clients usually don't blow back like they do on last night's game. A lot of Bucks lovers. I mean, a lot of people, you're crazy. They're the better team. They're not going to tie it up, blah, blah, blah. What was your opinion of that game last night? I do think, I do think Milwaukee's the better team. You and everybody else. Don't worry, we heard it loud and clear. We had a yeah. lot of 
Uh, it, but, uns- but the, but we the had best a lot of disgruntled clients. They did not want to hear Toronto out but of But the our best mouth. team doesn't always win. Right. That's why there's a seven game series. But how much of that do you put home team? Like, so when I look at a Portland Warriors game, I mean, to me, the shocker isn't that the Warriors came back. It's the fact that they did it on the road. How much emphasis do you put into the home team having an advantage in the NBA playoffs? Or do you think it's just 50-50? Uh, well, I think it depends on the team. I mean, I go, like go, Curry's post-game interview, I mean, he kind of summed it up. He's, we've seen everything. You know, they've got all that experience. Uh, so... Uh, you know, a, a, a team like Milwaukee or or a Toronto, let's let's say, when we we get down the road, will they be able to summon that up if it's a game seven on the road? Whereas a Golden State team that's been down that road many many times before, you'd have a lot more faith in their ability to do it. Right, and and, and you know, my, and the thing is, if you're out there and you're listening again, the better team, you said it. People should write that on their board before they make wagers. The better team doesn't always win. And it's like, that's why there's lines on these games to create the, you know, if it was that easy, then everybody would just take every favorite in every sport. Now, again, unless you're betting against the Baltimore Orioles, then you have a shot. I mean, because, I mean, really, I mean, the other night it was hilarious. I had this fun parlay, and I don't, you know, again, I told you, if I, for me, that's the sport I like to parlay, which is baseball, and I had, um, the Yankees in. Not only did I have the Yankees in the parlay, I had them down. I had them laying one and a half to get extra money in the parlay. They were losing six to one to the Orioles, and then I turn on the TV and they 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 win in the top of the ninth by more than two runs. I mean, I don't know what to say about a team like the Orioles. What I will say is, when you get teams that are on winning streaks that are in the bottom of their division, when that Oriole winning streak comes, when you get teams like the Miami Marlins, who have now won four in a row. Can you imagine that? They are on a four-game winning streak. And you look at them, and I normally don't give out free winners, but I'm going to do this. This this is a great spot, Brian. Detroit is on a seven-game losing streak. The worst team in baseball is on a four-game winning streak. Right. And they're making the the – Detroit a 120 favorite because they expect everybody to play Detroit. Whether they win or whether they lose, the value is to continue. Is to you have a better chance of a five game winning streak and a eight game losing streak. So this is those dog spots that I like where you can get a nasty team against a team that's on a horrendous losing streak and from a momentum point of view you don't care who's pitching. It's just the overall psychology of the team. You can make some good profits on that Miami side. Now, I know you probably think I'm out of my mind, but again, I go back to people were losing tons on the Mets as, the, as Miami beat up on the Mets, and then they won again last night. And again, how many streaks do you really think the Mets are going to, the Miami Marlins are going to have in a year? Not many. Losing, winning streaks. And you realize that people start chasing these bad teams against them. And so what happens is they win that first game. People are like, ah, there's no way Miami's going to lose two in a row. And then they go bigger on the second game. Ah, there's no way they're going to lose three games in a row. How's that guy doing now, Brian? He's been chasing against the Marlins, getting smashed because the <laughs> other team that's been losing has been a huge favorite. Well, it's like anything, right? I mean, there are peaks and valleys, streaks. 
uh, different segments of a season. And then the thing you got to pay attention to is, and you were alluding to it, that in the course of this on your handicap, then you're also sitting there going, what adjustment are the odds makers making on the other side of the counter? Right, exactly. Um, and so, again, a lot of people – they, especially every Wednesday we do this show, they're early betters. They're betting because they like to have action. And, 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 and again, I go back to that's not a reason to play. You've got to pick and you've got to choose your spots. I do want to just – I know I'm bouncing all over the place, but I, I do want to ask you, that, you know, the guy that won the $1.2 million on on Tiger, he bet 100000 obviously, on Tiger winning the Grand Slam. We knew how that turned out. Um, were you surprised that uh, Kepka won? Well, you asked me the question about that bet last week, and I said, you know, good for the guy making the big score on the front end, but the the, the Grand Slam thing was, you know, kind of no way. Was I surprised he won? No. Uh, at eight to one, he really he was, you know, I I just I couldn't step in front of it. But I will tell you, uh, already looking ahead, and you're seeing that impact already. That for the U.S. Open, and and you you just tip your hat to Kepka because he's just been a major machine. But at the U.S. Open, I'm telling you, Dustin Johnson's the guy to beat. As great as Kepka's playing, Dustin Johnson's the guy to beat in the U.S. Open. I mean, he plays spectacular uh, at Pebble Beach. And, and honestly, uh, if, if Johnson would have parred the next hole after he birdied to cut it to one. Had he, he, had he kept that at a one-stroke differential, Kepka was leaking severe oil. And, and, and I'm not knocking the guy in any way, shape, or form. Because if you remember, going back to 1997 when Tiger blew everybody away at the Masters and he had the, the huge lead, he always talked to me, but before that day he said he was having you know breakfast or whatever with his father. And he said, this will be the toughest round of golf you'll ever play in your life. Because you're you're sitting there, you don't want to be in that Greg Norman category where you blew a six-shot lead. He had a seven-shot lead. I mean, that's what, he, he would have less pressure, I swear to you, if he was one shot down or tied than he did with a seven-shot lead. Because you're... Well, wasn't it, a one-shot at the end against Dustin Johnson? It got cut to one. And then Johnson made a mistake, and it went back to two. Had Johnson maintained it after birdie and fifteen, I believe it was. Had he had he parred the next hole, and he double he bogeyed two holes in a row, so Kepka had breathing room again. But literally, he Johnson was coming at him, and he was starting to wilt. And but then he got the cushion. But but he was remarkable for four days. He's he's great. But don't sleep on Dustin Johnson to get even at the U.S. Open. Hey, listen, while we're on the air, Mike got disconnected. Text me the number. He'll call back in. He's sitting next to me. He just does. We can't get him. We can't patch him in. Okay. No rush while yep. we're talking. The second thing is he's going to text me now, Mike. Um, the next thing that I wanted to ask you, so here's the funny part. So this is a great story. So before Tiger wins the Masters, he, he um, I have access to uh, playing, you know, places far beyond and i go in and i'm thinking i'm making master's bets right and i make the i make plays on this tournament that just ended by accident i don't know if you've ever done that before because it's weird they put out the line so early yeah so i got kepka at 16 to 1 before the masters and i got johnson at 
forty to one for the before the Masters. No, you know you didn't, and, you didn't get Dustin Johnson anywhere at forty to one. Well, no, something. What was should I got him? It was something crazy. I can't remember. It was very high for for what the U.S. Open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, you got well. You before had, the Masters before the Masters before the Masters. Yeah, you you'd get a well before the Masters. Dustin Johnson would have been the favorite for the U.S. Open. He he and Tiger. Okay, so Woods. maybe it was the wrong. There was a wrong. Okay, so but Ke- but Kepka was, Kepka was sixteen to one. So you got a so great I, number because he is now seven to one, six to one. I'm right. sorry, six to one. So 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 what? Last weekend, I'm telling everybody I got this sixteen to one, and the guys got this great lead, and they're all arguing with me, telling me it's impossible. And I'm going, no, 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 no. I made the play thinking I was playing Kepka in the Masters. I played him for the PGA by accident. I mean, sometimes well, you'll be la- lucky. Than- well, you'll be laughing. You'll be laughing. I was. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm saying this is the, the tournament that just ended. Oh, you had you had Kepka for 16 to 1 for this one. The, the one that just ended. I played it before the Masters thinking uh, I was playing the Masters. I thought you were talking about the U.S. Open. No, that's awesome. No, I'm sorry. And then when the Masters ended, last, the, the, I log into my account, and everything's still pending. And I'm going, I don't understand. Everything's still pending. And then it says five nineteen. Well, well, you and, and I'll tell you this: uh, if you'd have bet Kepka was last week before the PGA, Kepka okay. was sixteen to one for the U.S. Open. Then he wins the PGA. He is now. Oh, the, he, okay. So my is, sixteen to one was for what he won. I'm sorry. Okay. No, 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 no. no. We were I'm, off, talk, I'm talking yeah. about the U.S. Open coming up. Got it. That he he was sixteen to one last Wednesday. Then he wins the wins the PGA Championship. He is now six to one for the U.S. Open. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. So I mean, you know, you know, it's amazing. So the moral of the story is, if you're listening out there to this, it be very careful because in golf it's very unique. It's not like college football or the NBA, NFL where it's basically that week's lines up. You can go out to the future tournaments, these majors, you can click the wrong buttons. You can think you're playing the Masters and you're playing the PGA or you're playing the U.S. Open. You know, and it was a lesson learned. Yeah, it worked out in my benefit, but the reality was it could have very easily worked out the other way as well. You know what I mean? Yep. No. And Michael's back with us. Hello, Michael. Hey, how you doing? I'm Sorry good. I got disconnected here. You, um, you know, well, the problem is it's like an electronic store in there. You, you probably, the breaker probably went down. Yeah. Uh, I'm just sitting here uh, very excited for the Champions League final. You're going to be hearing about that. It's June 1st. We have Liverpool playing against Tottenham. It's an all-England final. It's very exciting. Both of these teams know each other very well. Uh, It's kind of like, you know, you wouldn't have this in the Super Bowl where both teams play each other like the AFC Conference. You would only have it in the AFC Championship. But because of this Champions League format, you know, the top four teams from each league get thrown into this master tournament. It just happened to me for the first time in a very long time. It's an all-England final. Liverpool is getting back a couple key pieces. I know you know all about Mohamed Salah. Oh, yeah. I know you know him personally. Great. Um, great. He's, <laughs> back, he's, he's a great guy. He's coming back <laughs> from injury. One of the best Egyptian <laughs> players and one of the best in the world. And, you know, they, they did not, Liverpool did not win the, the actual Premier League. Manchester City won that last week, but I think they were more poised for the bigger, the the most coveted trophy in all of soccer and all of club soccer, um, which is the Champions League. So it's very exciting. We have the Copa del Rey final this Friday. Did I think if I, I was playing? But I was scanning around the dial this morning. Did I not see a Bundesliga game? 
today? There's still Bundesliga going on. See, these leagues go on. Their seasons are extremely long. I mean, with the Premier League, they just finished last week, and they started the season back at the end of preseason football because they take a break. What happens is they play a good portion of their games, then they take a winter break, and then they come back and they play basically the remainder of the season. So it's, it's a year-round event because a lot of these players are not only playing for their club teams, but they're playing for the international teams as well. So, and the club teams also don't just play their prospective leagues. They also play in other tournaments. So it's really a year-round event, um, and there's just so much money to be made. Just like we're killing it in baseball – because there's an absence of a spread and you're not picking you know, a spread to win the game, these type of sports have much, a much bigger edge than any of the line sports like basketball and football. Now, everybody loves to bet basketball. Like I know John was saying this earlier, you know, I had clients yesterday yelling at me when I gave out the Toronto game, yelling at me. But today they called me, and at least they were honest. They said, look... I had a, a big wager on the other side. You put me on the right side. In total, I made a much bigger profit because I'm adding that basically I didn't lose what I thought was going to be an easy win for the Bucks. We, you know, and again, that's the opinion out there. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody believes they have an edge because they study statistics. They see that Kawhi Leonard was hobbling after Game Three. They didn't believe. You know, they've been playing him with such high minutes and he's not getting a rest because they really don't have that strong of a bench. Everybody counted Toronto out. But what they didn't realize is the coaching plays a big role when you're playing a seven-game series. Toronto's coach made a great adjustment by benching Danny Green and basically playing and playing Powell, who played really well in, you know, in the reserve role in games one and two, even though they lost. They gave him the starting spot. He had 18 points last night. They made the adjustments. Their role players outside of Kawhi played well. Marcus Gasol played extremely well for the first time in the series. Ibaka had a great game. Um, Siakam had a good game. If these guys bring it, they're just as talented. But normally, right now, the Bucks as a team are better on paper. But again, right now, it's a three-game series. So it's going back to Milwaukee, and I just don't know how sparingly they're going to play Kawhi. They need him, but I don't know if you're you know, a big basketball guy where you watch him. I watched the game last night. He literally has no elevation. It's either his knee or his thigh, but on those long jumpers, he strictly doesn't have any elevation, and I don't know in the next if he's going to have enough rest playing now a three-game series where they're going to need him to probably play the whole second half so it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But, like, last night, everybody was just dogging me. I cannot believe you're not giving out. Giannis is the best player. He's going to be MVP. I mean, but Again, they, kept saying, they kept saying, Brian, to him, every person said what you said. Well, the Bucks is a better team. It's just not a reason to be betting on a game. I mean, the line is implicitly you're talking about you could make that a case about any wager that you make. If you're, I mean, I think that there's a learning process, and that's what I try to do. I try to teach people the learning process is that you've never bet before. Let's just take the guy that's never bet before, and he starts following sports because he just loves sports. And then he's watching good teams versus bad teams. He's watching Miami play, you know, whatever team, and he's thinking, well. Then he says, oh, you can. His buddy says, oh, I bet on sports. He's rooting. He's throwing, you know, uh, 
Coca-Cola cans at the TV, and the guy goes, why are you so excited? Oh, I got money on this game. What'd you do? Oh, I bet the better team. And he sees the guy winning with the chalk bet. And then all of a sudden it gets ingrained in their head. Winning has something to do with picking better teams. And when I try to explain this philosophy to people, it's about each each team is its own little snowflake, as you like to say. You can't take the position that you owe. Now, it'd be nice to always want to bet on the better team. That's like I don't bet on underdogs that I think are going to cover and not win without playing the money line. But but I, I don't take the position that these people were literally abusive. I mean, Mike's a big boy. He can take it. But to literally have one call after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other, and getting the information that they subscribe for and then arguing with them. That's what I call back to looking for confirmation of your own bad opinion, not actually wanting the information. All right, well, so, sorry, so that it begs the question to be asked that – in subsequent weeks or things down the road, do you think, I mean, it, it was proven out that you were correct, um, will that diminish the blowback uh, on something down the road where they, they go, I like the other side, and they'll have markedly more faith in you, or is this just an ongoing battle? It's always going to be an ongoing battle, uh, unfortunately, when when people play sports growing up. See, it's, it, this is a little bit of, and we're going to run into this in the years ahead because now that sports betting is legal in 11 states and it's going to go more mainstream, a lot of guys that are leaving the financial markets, or they're not leaving, they're using sports trading as another vehicle to make money, um, investment vehicle. What happens is guys that trade stocks, they didn't grow up trading stocks. They watch math models. They basically don't have an opinion. They're just using math to their advantage, and they're, and they're picking their selections and alerts. With sports, it's different. These guys played in middle school, played in high school, played in college. Some played pro. So now when they watch a game, they believe that that is the reason why the game is going to win because they know the players, they know the injury reports, they know the statistics, and at the end of the day, none of that matters. The guys that we deal with, are not athletes. They give us these selections. They do CrossFit. They never played actual sports. They're just guys that follow math models and algorithms. You know what, Brian? I'm really impressed with Mike's breakdown of that because of all the shows, 200-plus we've done, you know, that's a very valid point. You you don't think about that when your son is playing JV football or JV basketball, that – He's growing up. He's in it. At some point, if you have an active child, you're a grandfather, you're a father. If you have an active child, they're playing sports before they get to that sports betting level. It's not like somebody was analyzing stocks. I mean, he nailed it on the head. I never even thought of that. What do you think of that? That's great. Well, I mean, I, I played in this day and age. It's a, it's a whole different You're world. playing bocce ball, right? In a whole different world. No, I, I went out and played nine holes yesterday. I, I, oh, right. I know. I called you. you I always call you. Yeah, you call me. I'm walking on the golf course. I hung up on you. You know, it's like, yeah, I hung up on you yesterday, and then I was looking to hit one of your friends today. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, here, but, here, but here's the no, thing. No, but, the, but, my, our, but um, my point was going to be that, that it's, a different, it's a different era now uh, where, and like you see it here in Vegas, these kids play baseball here. And you, oh, you know, Bryant and... 
uh, you know, Bryce Harper and Joey Gallo. A lot of a lot of great baseball players are coming out of here. These kids play baseball year round. I, what is it, the Las Vegas Avengers? Well, but I'm just saying, you go back to the Wayback Machine. I played baseball, football, basketball. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, you played everything. Now, kids in this era, and I don't know, I don't think it's a good thing, honestly, because I think I think kids burn out, and I think being able to play numerous sports will be beneficial when you figure out which one's the best you're at. But it, but 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 you're right. Kids are so invested when they, when they dive into sports. Uh, like I said, I played everything. So to me, when I sit here, like I've played all the sports that we're talking about. I played them all. And 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 I, when I was a okay. kid, my biggest passion was sports. I, I was but destined question, to do something sports related. The the question that I have for you is: Doesn't that cloud your 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 uh, newbie sports betting judgment? versus somebody that is not an athlete versus you don't get that scenario in the stock market you don't get that in the financial market you don't we've had some um retired um professional players in their respective sports they realize now when they subscribe you know and and i'm saying people that are not retired recently people that are you know they've been out of the game for over a decade that just because they played in the nba or just because they played in the nfl doesn't make them a prognosticator in the nba or the nfl well, someone could be great at this. Someone could be great at this. That's never played a sport in their life. You know, I mean, if they can make algorithms and math models and trends, and I mean, it's it is. It's, I, you say it. Treat it like a business. I mean, if you're trading, it's not that you can't. You know, you don't. Have to, you're right. You don't. You don't have to be an athlete to be good at trying to sort out the Rubik's cube that is sports handicapping. And you can also determine, if you're listening out there, you know, again, so th- this is a unique time that we're living in. Obviously, we, me and you have been doing this for many, you know, decades. But obviously, with the, the new uh, landscape of people that were never considering wagering on sports, I go back to that cardinal er- error of um, thinking that it's a good team versus bad team. And, and again, maybe the, you know, the job is educating the public because, again, the, re- the reality is it is fun you're, you, to win. It, it, it can be even fun to lose if you had a – look, I mean, look, you lose wagers. It doesn't mean it's not fun to watch those wagers if you're in the game. If it's not a 30-point blowout, you may not like the result with a three-pointer at the buzzer, but I understand the entertainment factor. The flip side of that is is that you shouldn't be betting on the team that you went to college with. You shouldn't be betting on the team that, you know, is your alumni just blanketly betting it or because you live in Dallas, bet on the Cowboys. And that's the things that we try to gear people away from. And, again, we already know that there's been handle issues on teams like Oakland and Vegas. Um, obviously, there's handles issues when it comes to hockey in, in, in Vegas because people do – there is a correlation between translating being a fan with your dollars. Like, you're not going to wear all the gear and you're not going to go to the game and then you're going to say, well, from a sharp point of view, I think I'm going to bet the other side now. Brian Blessing might. Kenny White might. David Miller might. Mike might. I might. But I don't think the average person's willing, like the day we were in Vegas and all our whole crew went to that Detroit game, and they all they, they, they spent a lot of money on those tickets at, 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 in Vegas, but they were all betting Detroit. They weren't fans. They were looking for the sharp value edge. I don't really think many people listening that are fans 
when this sports wagering becomes legal, they just passed it, for instance, in Tennessee. I don't think people are going to be going to Titans games wearing all the gear looking for the sharp edge to bet against the Titans. I mean, what do you think about that? Listen, you you got to take your heart out of it. You have to. I mean, you you I mean, you know, I love the Bills. They if if they're walking into a buzzsaw, you know, if it's there for the taking, you you got to do it. So let me ask you. It's good. Let's use that as an example for the listener listening. We know you love the Bills. The question is, when the spot is against the Bills, as a fan wearing the jersey. Will you just lay off, or will you exploit that with your money and bet against the Bills, or is it your bet against the Bills is a no bet? You see the difference? If, if, if they're flat out getting, uh, you know, if they're going to get pitchforked, no. If, if it's there to, for the taking, you got to do it. I, I would say, generally speaking, uh, what I, I, I try to do, just because – you're, we're still human beings, and you sit there and say, "Oh yeah, I, I'll you know I'll fade them." Or, but as a rule of thumb, what I do generally with these teams is I I focus on totals because right. whatever's going to happen, you know, I I know what I want to happen, but the but the thing that would be to take completely take the the heart aspect out of it, and you're a fool to have it in there in any way, shape, or form. But to just as a safeguard to that, is, here's what I think this game's going to happen, and and you know what? I'll play the total and the pace of play. I, mean, I remember walking into the Club Madrid, and I think Buffalo was playing the Patriots, and I guess the score wasn't going your way. And you said, you know, I have the total. <laughs> like you know, it's like a consolation. Like, well, no, I, have I the total. Well, at the, at, at, right. well, at the end, at the end of the yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you, you're sitting there, you're down nine. I, I, I believe me, as torturous as it would be, I'm sitting there. I'm I'm Tom Brady's biggest fan <laughs> with three minutes. To, right, right, right. You right. know, put it in. But, but what's interesting to me from a handle point of view and from the fan is the exploitation of the fan. So when they start making it where you can wager in these in these uh, in these in these venues, you know, wager in the in the NFL where it's like government sponsored, you can just wager from. I don't know how that's going to work in Oakland, but I mean, you would think that you're going to always be siding in the edge to exploit as professional betters on our side of the counter is realizing that. You're going to get a better number usually going contra to that that team. You know, you know you're going to get better prices against the Raiders than taking the Raiders when they're finally in Vegas. Stuff like that. I mean, oh, that I, well, you whatever. If they open a joint in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, uh, rest assured that you're going to get. Well, the Golden Knights are an example here, but in in Philadelphia, you know, the Eagles, the Phillies. Uh, the Sixers. I mean, these are—they're all going to be inflated numbers because of the jurisdiction, right? And so, smart people can uh, take advantage of exploiting those numbers. And again, if you're out there and listening, it is much more advanced. I mean, it is not good team versus bad team. Now, you know, again, you know, my son woke up this morning. He's a bona fide Bucks fan, and he's like, he's looking at, he's like, wow, they got racked. You know, and it's like, yeah, you know, he didn't think, you know, he. But then he said, well, they were on the road. I mean, so again, when you're looking at these teams, well, here, the here, war- I'll throw it, I'll throw it right back at you when, when you say to him, oh, they got, they got demolished, right? Oh, look at the final score, they got, they got drilled. Well, all you got to do is look at the next game number. I mean, they're going home. Wait a minute, they just got destroyed, but now they're a seven point favorite with the change of venue. I mean, every right. game is a snowflake. 
And right, and it shows you what the difference in the venue numbers, you know, they matter. I mean, it matters whether you're on home, it matters on the road. If you're listening to this and you're looking to treat your wagering as a business, I implore you, educate yourself. Don't make the mistakes that people have made for years just thinking about good team, bad team. Because, again, I can assure you that there's a lot, a lot, a lot of people that thought they were sharp and they were fading Miami. We talked about Miami in depth last week. Team's on a four-game winning streak. The Marlins, the team that supposedly was tanking to get, you know, good draft. I mean, any team, no matter, especially when a 160-game season, the damage that's done fading those teams when they're always favorites, it's huge. It's huge. If you're 0 and 4 fading the the Miami Marlins, you're probably down eight nine games with the Vig. Oh, yeah, easily. You, 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 everything you say. Hey. I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, all right, I imagine you got the might get the legal pad out. You might get a get a nervous homework assignment. Mm-hmm. And I want to get Mike's take uh, and and get his opinion on NFL regular season win totals and whether or not he dives into that and if he started to look at that. So we'll have that conversation when we come back on Sports Insider Radio. Stepping aside for a brief moment, we invite you to. Stick around. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com, or give the guys a call, 800-209-1679. We'll be right back on Sports Insider Radio. one 1679 That's one 1679 Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, back with you, Sports Insider Radio. John and Mike, kind enough to join us. 
you, know, you feel up to a homework assignment? You, you got some fancy numbers you want to throw out there? Well, I will say this. It, the numbers, it sounds, you know, amazing to say, but every week I'm more in, in awe of how tough these lines are to beat. How the average person can think they're going to have an edge beating these numbers, especially with spread betting, i.e. football and basketball. I mean, I'm looking at these numbers after last night. Brian, the favorites have an edge. There's been 1,291 games played in the NBA season after last night's games. I mean, it's a huge six-game edge. Can you imagine? It's a six-game edge. If you bet every favorite in the NBA, you are 646 and 640 and 18 pushes on the closing number. So let's forget about the pushes, 646 and 40. And then that's a six-game edge, Brian. You go to the you go to the totals, the thing you love, you got a five-game edge, 648 and 643. I mean, what do you think about that when you look at the amount of data from the beginning of the season to the end that these edges can be so tight? I mean, they're edgeless. We're talking 50.2%, 50.2% on the favorite side and on overs. I think it's it's remarkable in that the perception always was, how do they do it, the odds make and the numbers fall. That, when the reality of it, it it's... You know, when a game falls right around the number and it goes right down to the wire, it's like one out of every three games. But I mean, what they, but, but what, but, but, but for, I'm talking about the close aspect of the finish is right. one out of every three times. But their goal, I mean, when you think of the job that they're tasked to do, those numbers are stupefying in that they are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They don't want a team, you know, to go. Uh, whatever, uh, 60 and 22 against the spread in an 82-game season. They want a team to go 41 and 41 against the spread, and they want them to go over under 41 and 41. So when you spit these numbers out on a weekly basis, it speaks to the job that the other side of the counter does. Right, and if you're listening out there and you're a sharp sure these numbers could be skewed because I'm doing on the closing number. Like you said, there's people that literally bet the opening number and bet the closing number, and they, they take advantage of middling. So when you look at, for instance, middling in the NBA, only 18 games landed as a push on the closing number in the entire season. It's, a, it's like a .1%. It's a joke, right? But the thing is, there's a lot more middling opportunities if you were betting the opening number and the closing number. So that goes back to our 24-minute tutorial video. It's not always what you bet. It's when you bet, when you get that number. Now, the interesting thing about the MLB is that it's very early in the season. And since all sports across the board usually end the season at 50%, well, you're at 61% with the favorites. So you have a 149-game edge if you've been betting – all the favorites on the money line, 426 and 277, not counting the early games today. But as I've told you, week in and week out, where's the edge? The edge is the plus one and a half. Plus one and a half, you're 56%. So it's huge. That that, that one-run game is, is really a barn burner. 
Now, obviously, you have to, and it's even higher in the NHL. It's seventy percent. But right now, if you're playing and you're playing favorites, you're getting a lot more W's on your sheet. But doesn't mean that you're making money. You're probably breaking even because it's sixty percent. Just if we assume everything's one fifty, you know, you're actually losing a little money if the average odds are one fifty. Um, you got to really pick and choose your spots, and and, and it's. It will be interesting to see by October 30th. You know, Game 7 of the World Series, Brian, is October 30th. It's the day before Halloween. It'll be interesting to see if I'm sitting here and I'm having this conversation with you and I'm saying, wow, we're talking about football, we're talking about college, we're talking about the NFL, but we're back to 50% in the MLB. And if we are, it means there's going to be a lot of dogs having a nice little run, i.e. the Miami Marlins on a four-game winning streak. All right, I wanted to ask Mike about uh, NFL, and maybe this is what we, uh, you know, in subsequent weeks. And, and we're going to do it later down the road this year. We'll do an NFL preview hour. We'll do a college football preview hour. The regular season win totals are up there, Mike. Uh, are, are these things that you guys saddle up to, uh, or is it more something that helps you formulate game plans heading into a season? I think it's more uh, the latter, where, you know, the – Honestly, right now, before training camps, before you see the full starting squad out there, it's just so hard to just blindly say this team, based on the number out there, this is the – it's not really a futures bet because it's basically even money. Now, if you had a futures bet, that's different because if you like the draft and you see pretty – you know, the team has an opportunity where you could get better value now even before training camp, before the preseason – then, yeah, that's something you could take a shot on because you're getting much better odds and you're getting that lottery ticket. But when you're getting these totals where basically it's even money across the board, you know, it, it, there's no value doing it this early in the season because you don't know, you know, there, we've seen freak injuries in training camp. We've seen freak injuries, not as much anymore because they've toned down the preseason, but anything could happen. I mean, a non-contact injury. So, Taking that risk where a key player, a quarterback, um, a leader on the team that goes down, and then you're just, your wager is just nothing for the rest of the year, you know, you, that's, I just use really the information on the games more for gathering with everything else that I do. Um, because, you know, some of these teams, I mean, look at the Cardinals. It was similar to the Browns last year where the total was very small. I think the Browns were six and a half over under last year and everybody was banging the over seeing that the Browns finished the year two years ago on a high note so they definitely came in they had a really strong season this year um, the Browns right now are at nine the over under for the Browns is nine they're basically saying the Browns are going to have the first winning record um, in I think over a decade so I mean what that shows to me is the Ravens are in trouble. We got to play that you twice. You nailed it, bud. And oh, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this into you, right? And I say this with love. You got to stop saying we. You don't play. I, well, I do. <laughs> I play. I play in a flag football non-contact yeah, yeah, league. Yeah, that's where. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, but you are you are not injury. a member of the Ravens. All right. <laughs> Look, I live and die with the Ravens until I'm getting him to take you're not getting him to bet against the Ravens. I don't, I, I don't care. He just take, he's he, just not betting. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm adamantly opposed. You can't say we. I ain't never once said the Bills. Yeah, this, I've never said we. Reme- I don't know if you remember this. 
But I don't know if John ever gave you this really incredible story when the Chiefs were playing the Ravens earlier this year. Mm. He drove 45 minutes. Mm. He goes into the sports, but he loves the Chiefs. Loves the Chiefs. All the groups. I'm just like, I'm not doing it. He goes, look, do you want a little something? I said, I'm not doing it. I cannot bet against the Ravens. They took him to overtime. John... Had a little paper mache ticket after the fact. Uh-huh. But listen, I didn't have to drive back for it. I was already justifying it. Well, if I lose, I don't have to drive back. You guys are hilarious. But, uh, you know, your point, though, about the Ravens, it's funny. Uh, when you talk about regular season win totals, the fact that the Browns are now a higher number, when you look at season win totals, you have to go within the division and focus in there because there will be the cannibalization. And if the Browns are going to be better – where, where, who's going to suffer? And I don't know that the Bengals, they're not that good, but I don't know that they've gotten significantly worse. And I think there are defined question marks about Jackson. Now, he could prove everybody wrong, but if Pittsburgh, with the acquisitions they made on defense, because everybody's focused on Antonio Brown, but if, if, if the Browns are indeed better, someone's going to pay the piper for that, and it's likely the Ravens, and I think you nailed it. Yeah, and I mean, I hope that's not the case. I hope that Lamar comes back in his sophomore season and he's improved on the things that were really lacking in year one. And, you know, the athlete is always going to be there, but he improved being more of a pocket passer and I think having a stronger run game. And, and they did have a really good draft. So I'm optimistic. I'm hoping that the Ravens could definitely um, be a, a more balanced team and not just a – RPO offense where it's very predictable as we saw in the playoffs you know you play a team twice like the San Diego Chargers I know it's been I know we only have a couple minutes and I won't talk about this ever again but they played the Chargers a couple weeks prior to the playoff game they went into San Diego they beat them look it's NFL coaching they're going to take away what worked that game because they just saw them a couple weeks before it's a playoff game and they did exactly that and the Ravens just literally couldn't adjust so I hope that Lamar has improved in the offseason and really worked on being more of a pocket passer, making you know his third and fourth read rather just rather just load, you know zoning yep. in on that first or second read. All right, man. Yeah, listen. That's we, it. I'm we, done. I'm we done. Got, well, we got to get you a new clock because we got 40 seconds. One eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine one eight hundred two zero nine one six. Seven nine. Nice. We're going to be off uh, for the next two weeks due to traveling schedules, and then we'll be back on the fifteenth of June. You got it, right? boys. Always a pleasure. Have a great day. Great information from the guys. And as always, we invite you to check out the website. Check it out: sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Fireworks at the White House as President Trump walks out of a meeting with Democratic leaders. More from USA Radio Network's